Hey everyone, welcome to the Planned, Prepped, and Productive Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of three, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms master mealtime and become the boss of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peaceful meals through prep and planning. We will do this by focusing on four pillars for making mealtime manageable, doable, and if you give it a chance, maybe even fun. The four pillars are mindset and self-care, planning and organization, meal planning, and meal prep. This is episode number 85, Why Peaceful Moms Minimize Information Overload. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. I just have to apologize as we're starting out. I'm getting over a cold, so my voice is a little lower, a little hoarser than usual, but hopefully you can handle listening as I'm really excited about this episode. So with that, let's jump in. The first time I went to therapy, I couldn't even really articulate why I was there. All I know is that I didn't really recognize myself anymore. And despite not feeling particularly anxious or depressed, I did know that I wanted to find myself again. And I figured trying therapy out couldn't hurt. So the first day of therapy went pretty much as I expected. It felt mostly like a normal conversation about my life, except somehow my therapist managed to cut past all of the facades and masks that I usually held up and get me to share how I was actually feeling. They're really amazing like that. Um, Originally, when I went to therapy, I wasn't going for me. Sure, I had some struggles, but really I was there about my kids. They were the ones that needed fixing. I just needed someone to teach me how to get them to behave the way I wanted them to and expected them to. That shouldn't be so hard, right? So I'd be in and out in a couple of sessions, and with the tips from my all-knowing therapist, my kids would be transformed into perfectly behaved little angels. I still remember the look on my therapist's face during that session when I told her I was pretty sure the way my three-year-old behaved that he was going to end up in jail later in life. I had already failed him as a parent, and given his behavior, there really was no other alternative. She looked at me and asked, do you actually believe that? And I really wanted to say no, or that I was exaggerating or being sarcastic. And maybe on some level I was, but in all honesty, I really believed that to be true. So my therapist started asking about my son, you know, what could he possibly be doing at age three that would consign him to a life in prison? So I started telling her all about his behavior, things like he never listens, or he seems to have a death wish with all of the dangerous things he tries, or a multitude of other complaints that I honestly can't even remember right now. I expected her, as I explained these horrors, to agree with me, to express shock and horror at my admissions of how my toddler actually behaved. But instead, she said, that sounds like pretty normal toddler behavior to me. Then she asked me why I expected his behavior to be different than it was. I answered, well, I read this book about parenting, and the book said that if I did X, Y, Z, then my child would respond in this positive way. And I did it exactly the way the book said, and my child didn't respond the way he was supposed to, so he must be broken. The ridiculousness of this conversation is very clear to me now. We are all thankfully humans with free will 
and the expectation that I could manipulate my child into complying with the behavior that I wanted from him every single time because of something that I learned in one book is laughable, but to a mom desperate for solutions and a little more peace, I was clinging to hope that the answers I sought had to be out there somewhere and preferably in this book that I had already read so that I could give up the search and enjoy the ease of parenting now that I had all the answers. This experience with my therapist was fairly transformative for me and honestly had me looking at a number of different areas of my life aside from parenting and noticing the very same thinking patterns. Um, Some of these things will be familiar because we've talked about them on the podcast before, but if I tried a new recipe or a new meal plan for my kids and they rejected it, my kids were broken or I must have done something wrong. If I watched a webinar promising to triple my Instagram followers by taking the following five steps and my Instagram following stayed the same, then once again, I was a failure as an entrepreneur and there must just be something I wasn't getting. The crazy thing is that often I went seeking out this information that was making me feel miserable. So I remember spending countless hours rocking a fussy baby at night while simultaneously Googling how to get my newborn on a sleep schedule or why does my baby wake up after 15 minutes every nap. I would scour the web for every available answer to my questions and I'd get tons of conflicting advice and I'd try it all, throw it all at my baby, desperate for just a little bit of rest myself. And once again, when it didn't work, I would be back to square one wondering why I was a failure as a mother and why my kids always seemed to be the different broken ones. Obviously, this mentality didn't bode well for my relationship with my children. Feeling like your kid is broken and doesn't follow the supposed rules that someone on the internet made up doesn't exactly create warm and fuzzy feelings towards them. Instead, I began to feel a lot of anger and resentment towards my children. This was completely devastating to me because I had wanted nothing more than to be a mother. Um, I still consider that my greatest accomplishment. And I think like many, most, or maybe even all women, I was completely blindsided by what the reality of being a mother was, mostly because of my own unrealistic expectations. Um, So I was kind of in this frustrating crossroads of having what I had always wanted and also realizing that what I had always wanted was much different than what I expected. I also just desperately wanted to be at peace with what being a mother was. And I wanted to find joy in the wonderful gifts that were my children. And I could at least recognize that. So what's the point here of this story? What's the big problem that I'm trying to address here in the podcast? So so I'm obviously supportive of using good information to make positive changes in our lives. That's the whole reason I put out this podcast every other week, because growth and change and learning are some of the things that I value most in this life. But the problem is that in this age of information overload, which if you're Carl is the topic of this podcast, which is definitely a huge thing that's affecting our mental health in a big way. Google it for dozens of other people's thoughts on it. But in this age of information overload, I forgot to trust myself first when it came to parenting my children. I forgot that these children were given to me, not the author that wrote the awesome parenting book, but to me. 
I was trusted with these sweet children, but I didn't trust myself. And I knew that things needed to change. Um, And I've been on a several year long journey now figuring out what information, what content belongs in my life and in what quantities. So during the pandemic, I really started to notice my phone and the availability of information 24-7 as a major hindrance to any progress that I made in this area. Our phones can be such a wonderful tool to numb out, to be honest. I use my phone when I'm feeling negative emotions that I don't want to feel. Um, And so I think that's why as mothers, we turn to it often um, to maybe avoid feeling those emotions when we're struggling or need to deal with something. But apart from not really solving our problems, when we turn to our phone as a tool to forget We also introduce new thoughts and new emotions for us to deal with at the same time, which creates a vicious cycle of, again, needing to numb out from those emotions. So we turn to the phone again, and it's really hard to escape from that information overload cycle. I hope I'm not the only mom guilty of feeling, um, you know, a pit in my stomach while reading about something that I should be doing as a mom that I'm not or something that as a member of society I should be doing or a church member or a community member. There's always some sort of expectation of us. And those expectations really seem to be highlighted on social media or on the internet. So sadly, as I came to notice more about this information problem that I struggled with, I realized that my problem personally went beyond just social media. I was the queen of surfing the web for the same kind of content, the the kind of content that gave me something new to try in my life that made me feel in control, uh, only to have it fail and continue solidifying that message that I created for myself that I was a failure. So this isn't meant to be a depressing episode. In the last year, I was introduced to a few books that really validated the thoughts and feelings that I'd been having about information overload and having too much information. And these two books ultimately gave me the courage to take a step back and learn to start trusting myself. I highly recommend both of these books. The first is called Digital Minimalism, which helps you essentially create boundaries around all of the digital information in your life, including, you know, Netflix or even potentially eBooks and podcasts, anything that um, is kind of driving information into your mind. The second book is called Essentialism, which this one touches on information, but this book just really helps you focus on what's essential in your life instead of following the norms and expectations. Both of these books were incredible and I highly recommend both of them. As far as what that means for my digital life, I set some serious boundaries. I'm not going to go into exactly what those boundaries are because I want you to consider what your boundaries would need to be, but I set some serious rules when it came to my digital life. So when I started to intentionally filter and minimize how much information came into my life, amazing things started happening. The most important thing is that I stopped having expectations of my children and I let go of a lot of expectations of myself. When I saw my children struggling, I became a detective or a sleuth instead of thinking of some canned scenario from a book and then producing a less than authentic response that I was hoping would provide 
a certain response, I started to, you know, actually notice my kids' struggles and to get to know them better. And I wanted to help them behave better uh, for their sake, not just my own. Um, And I started noticing areas where my kids were missing skills and I started to teach them those skills um, in my way instead of the way that I'd read in a book. Um, And at first, I've got to be honest, guys, my kids' behavior really wasn't any better. But because my feelings about their behavior were better, that made a world of difference in the happiness of our home. Eventually, their behavior improved as well because mom wasn't putting insane amounts of pressure on them to succeed and was instead at least trying to listen and trust my instincts as their mother to help them solve their problems. Um, Things started to improve in other areas as well. Instead of spending all my time scrolling or my time doing things that someone else told me I should be doing, I started to find hobbies again. I realized that I absolutely do have time to do simple things that make me happy, like play the piano or bake just for fun or paint my nails every week when I'm not using that time consuming information that I don't need. I stopped feeling I stopped feeling the need to fill my life with material things because that's what some influencer or blogger told me was the best thing. Ultimately, managing information overload has brought more peace into my life than any other step towards personal growth and development that I can think of. Are things perfect now? No, there are still a bunch of questions I have. How do I continue running this business and showing up on social media and the internet authentically, but also with strict boundaries? How do I encourage you guys, my audience, to take the break you need while continuing to show up as a leader for you? How do I entertain myself and feel included with a crowd when I don't engage in the same activities that they do? There's still a lot to figure out. Uh, Sharing this episode has been a different format and approach than I usually take, and it honestly has me feeling a little bit vulnerable as it was more of just a story. And as I find myself asking, why would you guys care about my personal life or my story? A voice in my head tells me to, you know, stay in my lane and to share more recipes or meal prep tips or something. But I'm sharing this because if I truly want to provide more peace for moms, which is kind of the mission of this podcast, which I accomplished through teaching meal planning and meal prep, I have to be honest and open about all of the things that lead to more peace as a mom. And the truth is, while wonderful and helpful, meal planning and meal prep are not the whole answer. I'm also sharing this in hope that this message resonates with at least one of you, that it will make one person consider reading one less article or one book or one less inspirational but overwhelming Instagram post and instead choose to trust your own intuition. Moms, I know what it feels like to feel like you're drowning in motherhood. I want to say that I've reached the other side of that and I'm now a perpetually peaceful mom, but the truth is that I still flounder somewhere between the scattered, uncentered mom and the balanced and peaceful mom on a regular basis. But this is important. Trust yourselves and intentionally let some of the well-intentioned but overwhelming advice go and practice trusting yourself and your own intuition in motherhood and in life. I know it will make a massive difference and that you will be shocked at the peace you feel. I hope you can make this decision before you find yourself in a therapist's office having completely lost your identity like me. There is wonderful information out there, but you have so much knowledge and intuition in you. So let some of the information go and watch yourself shine. I would love to hear any insights you have if you choose to do so. All right, friends, next week we're going to be switching gears and I'm going to chat about meal prep and weight loss. And no, I'm not going to give you all the secrets to using meal prep to lose weight. Sorry, not sorry. Instead, I want to talk about why meal prep for moms is more about mental health and less about weight loss. 
I hope you'll listen in and see if I can help you change some preconceived ideas about what meal prep is and that you will learn to use it to help and improve your mental health. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, friends, happy planning. Happy planning.